the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. Police say that they're trying to determine what prompted a man to shoot his grandmother, then run into a busy Los Angeles supermarket and hold dozens of people hostage for hours. Sean Jarris says he was working in the back room at Trader Joe's when he heard the commotion. Heard screaming and gunfire. Um, ran upstairs, grabbed a couple co-workers, um, made my way into a back section of the, of the storage area upstairs. I grabbed an emergency ladder, barricaded the hallway, grabbed a weapon, um, put the ladder out the window. That audio courtesy of KNBC officer Drake Madison, a police spokesman, says 28-year-old Gene Evan Atkins was being held Sunday on $2 million bail. Duck boats aren't designed for commercial recreational use. That's what a former chairman of the National Transportation Safety Board said. James Hall said that the boat's design makes the World War II-era vessels prone to the kind of accidents. This is SRN News. Michael Medved wants the GOP to rally behind Judge Kavanaugh. Getting that nomination through a very closely divided Senate is going to require full Republican unity. It is. We need that. Because you can't count on winning over some of those Democrats. It's going to make it tougher to do what needs to be done. The Michael Medved Show. Afternoons at 2 on AM 1280. The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. Thank you for tuning in to Intelligent Radio here on AM 1280. The Patriot this afternoon. Just want to give you a quick weather update. Very pleasant out there today, folks. Lots of sun. We're going to get to the low 80s for our high later on tonight. We'll dip to just below 70. Just a reminder, you can find all of your favorite Patriot shows via the podcast. Just go to am1280thepatriot.com. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-minus 3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And you can also look us up on Facebook. Again, can't emphasize it enough. Northern Alliance Radio Network on Facebook page. Like our page. Comment. Leave questions. Opinions, whatever else, and well, as always, we appreciate you uh, staying in contact as uh, the Northern Alliance Radio Network continues to dominate weekend political talk here in the Twin Cities for 14 and a half years and counting. Yes, no stop sign in front of us yet. That is for certain. Want to kick off hour number two? I I started to talk a little bit about the uh, the culture war within the context of movie actor and writer producer Mark Duplass basically becoming a victim of the uh, Twitter mob for daring to suggest that uh, you listen to dialogue from the other side if we want to try to bridge this uh, political divide. And perhaps one of the bigger uh, stories in the culture we're really going on almost a couple of years now has to do with the situation with NFL players kneeling during the national anthem. Now, of course, many of you are probably familiar with the history of this, but in the event you're not, it all started during a preseason game back in 2016 when San Francisco 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick sat on the bench while his teammates stood during the national anthem. And obviously this was noticed. He was asked about it, and he said, well, it's to protest racial injustices. You know, these uh, uh, black men who are being shot by police 
or black men being arrested and, and separated from their families. And he says, I'm trying to uh, bring awareness to these injustices in the in the uh, black community because they talk about the United States of America. Well, it's they talk about land of the free, home of the brave, but uh, unfortunately not everybody uh, benefits under uh, liberty and justice for all. And this is Colin Kaepernick's mindset. And it Eventually, now some people may not know this. This is what some people are getting wrong about this whole debate. Is they're saying, well, the players are kneeling on the sidelines as, as disrespecting the flag. Well, it first started out with Colin Kaepernick, and I think maybe a teammate of his or two, sitting on the bench behind the players. Because the players, of course, gather on the sidelines and stand on the sidelines, joining hands during the national anthem. And it was actually a Green Beret by the name of Nate Boyer obviously was very hurt by Colin Kaepernick's actions by sitting on the bench and very defiantly uh, not standing for the National Anthem, not acknowledging the National Anthem. And Nate Boyer was hurt by that, and he requested to meet with Colin Kaepernick, and they did. And this was a wonderful story. Google it, Nate Boyer, Colin Kaepernick, and you'll, you'll find videos, Nate Boyer's perspective. There's YouTube videos of Nate Boyer giving his perspective. He basically sat down and said, look, I fought for the right to speak out against our government. That's the bedrock of the First Amendment, is being able to speak out against our government without fear of retribution. And Nate Boyer says to Colin Kaepernick, I fought for that right. I had brothers in arms, comrades who served with me in the military, who died for that right, for you to protest. He says, it hurts me to see you what I feel like is disrespecting the flag. I understand, Colin Kaepernick, you have some grievances with what's going on in this country, and I and, and I share. I don't necessarily understand them, but you definitely have a right to convey them. So here's what you should do. You should stand among your teammates, show some unity with your teammates, but if you want to protest, bring attention to your cause, maybe just kneel. Not sit way far away from everybody back on the bench, but be amongst your teammates, but kneel. Take, take a knee. All right? This is coming from a Green Beret who doesn't like the fact that players are kneeling, but he also understands this is what my people like myself who have served in the armed forces and have served in combat have fought for, for you be, to be able to express yourself against your government. And so that's how that all, that all got started. And people have lost sight of that, including, sadly to say, many of my fellow conservatives. They don't like the fact NFL players are kneeling, and that's fine. You're entitled to have that opinion, but to say that they're doing it to deliberately disrespect the flag is not accurate. This was recommended by a, again, freedom-loving Green Beret who fought for the right for we Americans to do such a thing. So I bring all this up to say that the National Anthem, obviously the National Anthem protest, it was a hot-button issue last year. And at the beginning of last year, there were a few players that were still kneeling. Not a lot, but a few. And then, of course, the controversy was stoked by President Trump. I think it was at a speech in Alabama. And he says, wouldn't you, he said something along the lines, wouldn't you just love it if these owners uh, stood up to these players who were taking a knee and say, hey, get that SOB off the field. You're fired. Da, 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 da. And very inflammatory. Do not agree with the president at all with his mindset on this. I understand that. You know, and I agree. I wish players would stand for the flag. I will always stand for the national anthem. Heck, I'll even put my hand over my heart and sing along with it. That's me. That's my standard. I would never do that. No matter what kind of grievances I have with my country or government officials or lawmakers in our country, I will always respect the anthem. But guess what? I'm not going to say that I feel it's immoral that players take a knee during the national anthem. And again, that may fly in the face of what some of my listeners may think. If you think I'm wrong, if you think I'm crazy, give me a call. 651-289-4488. Weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. Tell me what you think. So this controversy was further stoked than last year when P- Vice President Pence went to Indianapolis because, of course, Mike Pence used to be the governor of Indiana. And when they were, I think they were retiring Peyton Manning's number, Mike Pence went to the game. It was the Colts playing the 49ers. Obviously, Colin Kaepernick was gone by then, but 49ers players still took a knee for the anthem. And Vice President Pence up and left the game, you know, when he saw that. And he's also very passionate about this issue. And I understand Vice President Pence's perspective. He's got a son in the military. So he's got a different perspective. My son fought and died 
you know, for us to have these rights and for you to take a knee and disrespect the symbol of the very country for which people like my son fought and died for. I don't like that. And again, that's a that that's a different perspective the vice president has. Personally, these men and women fought and died for us to to, to speak out any way we so desire. But so this what was the controversy was dying down, and unfortunately, the Trump administration, including the president and vice president themselves, stoked this controversy. So then, in the off season, actually, it's been within the last two or three months. The NFL came up with a new policy. They said, "You, you NFL players, if you don't want to stand during the national anthem, that's fine. We're not going to make any rules requiring you stand for the national anthem. However, if you don't want to stand," You need to stay in the locker room. And, of course, that did not sit well with the players at all. Because then, think about it. If you have players staying in the locker room, all of a sudden they've got that proverbial scarlet letter saying, hey, we noticed you weren't weren't out there with your teammates during the National Anthem. What's up with that? You know, do you not like standing for the National Anthem? Why don't you like standing for the national anthem what are your grievances with this country and all of a sudden these players are being peppered with questions that they they don't really aren't prepared to answer don't really want to answer okay but but they want to have a protest and protest whatever grievances i have so i bring all this up because this past week uh the nfl apparently it came out with a uh kind of an addendum to their policy or maybe talking about freezing their policies. This is a story from uh, NBCnews.com. The NFL and the NFL Players Association have agreed to halt enforcement of rules regarding the new national anthem policy while the two sides work on a resolution. The league and its players union issued a joint statement late Thursday, hours after the Associated Press reported that Miami Dolphins players who protest on the field during the anthem could be suspended for up to four games under a team policy issued this week. Uh, Here's the quote. Uh, The NFL and NFLPA, through recent discussions, have been working on a resolution to the anthem issue. In order to allow this constructive dialogue to continue, we have come to a standstill agreement on the NFLPA's grievance and on the NFL's anthem policy. No new rules relating to the anthem will be issued or enforced for the next several, several weeks while these confidential discussions are ongoing, the statement read. So... This will be interesting to see if they can get this resolved before they start playing preseason games. Because if the, if this is not resolved by the time they're playing preseason games, well, then you're going to have probably a bunch of players taking a knee. And you know what? This Again, this may be an unpopular opinion amongst my audience. More power to them. Because if you're – if you and by the way, the president came out with a tweet – expressing his disappointment in these developments and ripped the $40 million Commissioner Goodell. I think that was a statement I described. Yeah, the $40, $40 million Commissioner Goodell needs to get this resolved. So my point is, is that I understand why players took a knee after the president called them out, where the when the president last year said, you know, I wish these owners would say, get that SOB off the field, you're fired. I understand why the players did what they did, because this in this country – you should have the ability to speak out against our leaders because this is a free country and you have a right to criticize your government without fear of them throwing you into a gulag, okay, like these countries that the left loves so much like Cuba or Venezuela or whatever, okay? I understand why the players did it, and I understand why they'll do it this time. And, you know, the commissioner realized that this was bad public relations as players were kneeling because the fans didn't like it, all right? And it doesn't help too that these fans are chided as as Trumpers. Yeah, these Trump these Trump loving NFL fans are so ignorant on this issue; they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, that'll really help bridge the divide. And you know, I'll agree that people are getting the issue wrong. And that story about Nate Boyer, I'm telling you, it needs to get out there more. Then people will understand the context of why players are taking a knee, because that's a lot more respectful than sitting away from everybody else and sitting on a bench or turning, even turning your back. Some players even st- stood in front of the bench with their back to the flag. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see how this is resolved. I know that the NFL at, uh, at one point uh, they, they uh, pledged uh, $90 million to a uh, social, it was a social justice fund that the commissioner, commissioner Goodell gave away in March 
but it also didn't elicit any guarantees from players. In fact, there were some players who basically said, you know, some players didn't acquiesce to it. I mean, there was there was actually a, a, a dissension amongst the players. Some players said, thank you, Commissioner Goodell. Thank you for bringing awareness to these issues regarding social justice. This money will definitely help go a long, long way. And then as a result, some of these players no longer knelt for the national anthem, where there were some other players who said, you know what? It isn't about the money. It's about injustices. $90 million is a drop in the bucket. What what some of these people are going through in the in these communities, money isn't going to fix the issue. And if we take this money and disperse it accordingly and then quit protesting, all of a sudden we're no longer we feel like we're not lending a voice to these communities that are that are oppressed. So some players said, "You know what? This this seems like coercive money. This basically seems like a fund to get us to shut up." And, and and we're not interested in that. So even the $90 million social justice fund that Commissioner Goodell established wasn't enough to assuage these concerns because for some of these players, it's, not, it's just not about money. And it's okay to listen to what they have to say. All right? You may, you may not understand their grievances. You may disagree with their grievances. But it's, I, I think it's important that they be allowed to lend their voice. I would prefer, I've said, I've gone on record many times, I would prefer they not kneel during the National Anthem because think about it. The NFL is so popular today that the 53rd guy on the worst team in football, if he put up a social media account, whether Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, how many hundreds of thousands of followers would he get instantly? The NFL is that popular. So you've already got a huge platform to spread your message and get it out there. Okay. I, that's the tactic I prefer they take. But again, I'm not going to say that they're morally wrong for taking a knee. I would just prefer they not do it because it's just too divisive an issue. And maybe you're undercutting your cause as a result. Because if you put if you put something out there in a viral social media post, it's going to get to people who actually want to see it and sit down and pay attention and listen. And all of a sudden, when communities start being healed as people see the the proverbial fruit on the tree of these issues getting resolved, that's going to get want to get even more people involved. That's how I think it should be resolved. But again, no one's asking for my opinion, I guess. I'm just giving it on a radio show. So 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also uh, weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Look us up on Facebook, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson, the closer, coming up with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Patriot listeners, save up to 25% on your business cleaning services. Are you thinking of changing your cleaning company? Are you looking for cleaner bathrooms, dust-free windowsills, and a higher level of quality control? Hi, I'm Jessica Carter, owner of CTC Professionals. We specialize in cleaning car dealerships and office buildings throughout the Twin Cities metro area. You'll get high-quality service when you choose us as your cleaning service provider. Call us at 651-404-0132. Or visit our website at affordablebusinesscleaning.com. As a bonus to Patriot listeners, you'll get your first initial cleaning at no cost and up to 25% off your first full month of service. We will work hard to make your facility as clean as possible without breaking your budget. So call us today at 651-404-0132. That's 651-404-0132. Or visit our website at affordablebusinesscleaning.com. Being able to live your dream retirement starts with your decisions today. Learn to develop the skills and confidence to own your financial future with a best-in-class education at Online Trading Academy. We are the world leader in creating traders and investors. Let us help you improve your returns and create income you can use now and in retirement. Call today for a free investing class by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone and use keyword OTA. Again, pound 250, keyword OTA. TwinCitiesTuitions.com has been helping families for over seven years get into the school of their dreams. We have placed over 90 kids into private education, including Stacy's son. I have to say that this was an answer to prayer. This program made it possible for my son to transition into ninth grade into a wonderful school. Dealing with the station, particularly Alyssa, has been such 
a blessing. Education is one of the most important decisions that you can make as a parent. The difference that I've seen in in my son in a Christian education is a confidence that can only come from Jesus Christ. He stands firm in the truth. He knows what he believes, and he's going to know that, that Jesus is the answer. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. Call me, Alyssa Brecken, at 651-289-4406 or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Hey, folks, Dennis Prager here for Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park. I've been telling you for years that they have a beautiful family-run store with the largest selection of loose diamonds in the state. Now, Continental Diamond is the home for Breitling Watches, the only independent jewelry store in the Twin Cities to offer these amazing Swiss timepieces. Favorites of pilots all over the world, check out the amazing selection of Breitling chronographs at Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park and find them online at continentaldiamond.com. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty. The Patriot it is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. With me, Brad Carlson, the closer. Thanks as always for tuning into the show. And here to take your phone calls is six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. And hey, feel free to weigh in via Twitter hashtag Narn Show hashtag N A R N Show for any comments or questions. And we do have a uh, caller right now on line one. Uh, Marcus in St. Louis Park. Mark, I appreciate your patience. Welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You're on. Thanks for taking my call, Brad. I did clear it with your producer. I did call the Mitchburg show yesterday, so I wasn't calling you twice in one weekend. Perfectly so, understandable. I appreciate that. <laughs> great subject. A couple of points. Um, if the whole question is a, is a First Amendment question, uh, I'd have to agree with you. I mean, if I, if I, have the, I, if I call Donald Trump a Martian, it might not be true, but I have the right to call him that. The problem with the with the NFL players and the social justice movement is that there's an academic study that I know of that shows that blacks are targeted by police at a disproportional rate. Mm-hmm. In fact, there was a there's a black economics professor at Harvard, 42 year old professor. This was the New York Times, who was so upset about police shootings of blacks, he decided to research it. This research it in the last year's New York Times, and he found out that even when you take population into account, whites were disproportionately uh, uh, shot at by police more than blacks. So the whole issue is a fraud. But they have a right to do it. They have a right to protest, but the, but the actual statistics, there isn't one study that shows that. And I'll hang up and listen. Thanks for the call. I uh, appreciate it, Mark. Yeah, and, and obviously that, that was one issue that, the, that they were touting. Uh, I know that there was, uh, and, and again, they have they have many issues too. I think the incarceration rate of African Americans the arrest rate of African-Americans, I know that was a big issue that uh, Doug Baldwin was was touting, Doug Baldwin, wide receiver with the uh, Seattle Seahawks. So, yeah, it, it, it definitely is a lot more than that, and I know there are there are studies that have been put forth to uh, to validate what you're saying. So, yeah, definitely Google that study as well. Um, uh, I, I am somewhat familiar with that, so I appreciate it and am, uh, and am fascinated by it. Uh, so switching gears a little bit, uh, I do want to take a, a quick couple of minutes to talk about another issue regarding uh, sports and the culture kind of intersecting, and that has to do with a Major League Baseball all-star pitcher. I'll read this from the ESPN.com story. Milwaukee pit, Brewers pitcher Josh Hader will be required to take sensitivity training and participate in the league's diversity and inclusion initiatives after tweets from his past emerged during Tuesday's All-Star Game. After a bumping outing in his first All-Star appearance, some racist and anti-gay tweets that Hayter sent when he was a teenager surfaced. He apologized after the game. Uh, During last night's game, we became aware of Mr. Hayter's unacceptable social media comments in past years and have since been in communication with the Brewers regarding our shared concerns, MLB said in a statement Wednesday. After the game, Mr. Hader took the necessary step of expressing his remorse for his highly offensive and hurtful language, which fails to represent the values of our game and our expectations for all those who are a part of it. The Office of the Commissioner will require sensitivity training for Mr. Hader and participation in MLB's diversity and inclusion initiatives. Uh, The Brewers also issued a statement Wednesday admonishing the pitcher for the tweets, but adding that they don't represent who Hader has become. His comments are inexcusable, and he's taking full responsibility for the consequences of his actions, the statement read. Those of us that have come to know Josh do not believe that these posts are representative of his beliefs. 
He has been a good teammate and contributor to the team in every way. We will continue to work through this issue with Josh as we prepare to resume games after the break. Now, Josh Hader is 24 years old now, just turned 24 a few months ago. And these tweets that he dug, that were dug up occurred when he was 17 years old. So when he was in high school. And I talked about this in the first segment regarding Ben Shapiro. You know, Ben Shapiro took responsibility for things when he said that he said when he was 19 and he admonished or he condemned them, you know, when he was 27 said, yeah, those were dumb things. I was a, I was a naive youth, uh, ignorant. And as I've been out in the world and have got more skin in the game, I understand how my comments, my worldview just is not acceptable. So I'll admit to you that I was shocked and appalled reading those posts from Hader six, seven years ago. Um, but at the same time, I'm not sure what's going to be accomplished by Hader part- partaking in sensitivity training, other than the fact MLB is looking to stem the tide of this uh, of this pu- bad public relations. And you read the statement by the Brewers organization. They vouch for Hader, who, again, is 24 years old, by indicating that he doesn't at all represent that impudent, immature youth who posted such uh, gross content. And if you want to do searches for what he tweeted, go ahead. I can't even begin to try to clean up, clean them up by trying to reading them, so I won't do it. But I'll say this. If Hader had even a scintilla of the mindset that he possessed six years earlier, um, I would imagine he was probably scared straight Tuesday evening when he was met by just a onslaught of media after the All-Star game. Uh if indeed he had even a small mindset, I bet he was probably scared straight after that. So uh, I'm I'm sure you know a young man like Hader is he's willing to do whatever he can to clear his name. So to him, he probably doesn't strenuously object to uh, MLB's directive here, which is to uh, take sensitivity training. But if nothing else, this serves as a cautionary tale for today's youth because young people in their 20s are digital natives; they've known nothing else but technology being basically a part of their everyday lives. I mean, I really never, I didn't touch a computer till I was in high school. So I was about 16, 17 years old. I had one of those big personal computers in the late 80s, right? I didn't have one at home, but I took a computer class in high school and then took a computer class in college and and whatnot. And obviously, as I got in the work world, you know, there was a PC on every desk in, in every office. You know, it's just a, it's just a vital form of the workaday world. But my things I have said and done as a youth, and I probably said this in the first segment, I certainly wouldn't want paraded out there today because I'm embarrassed by the things that I that I said as, as a 17-year-old. Heck, I'm a lot more embarrassed by things I said as a 15, 16-year-old. That's probably where I was at my worst, you know. And as I got older and obviously had more interaction with other people, I realized that a lot of my mindset just didn't make sense. I, I was able to learn that on my own. I didn't need to go to any kind of sensitivity training, things like that. So I, I learned. But my I guess my question is, are you do are you ever allowed to be forgiven for the indiscretions of the of your youth just on merits, just just by a sheer apology? Instead, it's like, wow, we, we got to get him to sensitivity train immediately. There might be a residual impact of what he was thinking as a seventeen-year-old. Got to, got to wipe the slate clean as, as soon as we, as soon as possible. I mean, I'm sorry, I might be overreacting to this, but the MLB requiring that Hader take "quote unquote" sensitivity training. It almost seems like some sort of, for lack of a better phrase, some sort of mind control. And again. I'm not going to defend what Hader tweeted. As a 17-year-old, some of the things he tweeted, a 17-year-old should know better than that, especially blasting it out on the World Wide Web where literally hundreds of millions of people have access to it. That tells you right then and there that he wasn't thinking of the consequences. But this idea that we need to try to fix people, I, I just... I, you know, I'm a little uneasy about that. And again, this is Major League Baseball. It's a private enterprise. I get that. This is the standard of conduct that they've put in motion, that they've put into play. And as such, if you're going to play in our league, you have to adhere to this standard of conduct. 
And I totally respect that. It's a private business. If that's how they want to run it, I, I, I understand that. But if, if you're punishing a young man for things that he did as a 17-year-old when he wasn't even in professional baseball, uh, I don't know. That, for some reason, am I, am I crazy? I just think that's off. I, I just, I, I'm not comfortable with it. But whatever, like I said, given today's PC culture and the media onslaught that Josh Hader saw in the locker room, I'm sure he's willing to do whatever he can to clear his name, go through sensitivity training without incident, and then he'll be an upstanding citizen for the rest of his Major League Baseball career, have a productive career, and this will all be forgotten. So I'm sure the young man will be fine. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. It is me, Brad Carlson, the closer right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. You work hard to recruit the best talent for your business so you understand how important benefits are. Today's candidates are looking for more than just insurance and retirement accounts. They want benefits they can use every day and perks that help them achieve that all-important work-life balance. With Veridesk Standing Desk Solutions, you can create the healthy office culture they're looking for, where employees can move more throughout the day, so they're happier, healthier, and more productive. The new Veridesk ProDesk 60 Electric is the perfect way to create your active workspace. It's a commercial-grade electric standing desk that lets you sit or stand with the touch of a button. And it assembles in under five minutes with no need for professional installers or labor costs. The ProDesk 60 Electric ships for free. And thanks to our 30-day guarantee, if you don't love it, we'll pick it up for free. To learn how you can try the ProDesk 60 Electric in your office, visit veridesk.com radio. That's VARIDesk.com slash radio. The perfect anniversary gift is to learn how to dance as a couple with this exclusive half-price offer from the Patriot and American Classic Ballroom. Get 20 lessons for just $8.50. That's half price. American Classic Ballroom has developed the most effective method to teach you any dance style. And you will have the time of your life as you learn. 20 dance lessons for just $8.50 from the Patriot and American Classic Ballroom. Give her the anniversary gift she'll never expect. Call the Patriot today at 651-405-8800. I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie. Yep, you're my best buddy. Mom says you were their little surprise. What would we do without you? Well, you'll probably get your own gum. Yeah, that's true, but you're worth it. Hello, my name is Carrie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard The world of business and finance is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the information? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, writing emails, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. But it has to be out there somewhere. Well, it is. Business 1440 is your on-air guide through the fast-paced business landscape. What you want to know, when you want to know it. Up-to-the-minute business and financial news on Business 1440. Stream online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson, the closer, closing out this week's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. You can check out my friend and colleague King Banyan on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It's the King Banyan Show every Saturday from 9 to 11 a.m. And my friend and colleague Mitch Berg on these very airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriot. He's on Saturdays from 1 to 3 p.m. He is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance. I am the closer, closing out weekends every Sunday from 1 to 3 p.m. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. And uh, feel free to weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. I'll just refresh the hashtag. Uh, no, no new tweets, so we're good. Just want to be sure that they keep up on everything. Uh, I uh, 
Do you remember the name Caitlin Upton? I don't know if some of you remember that. Not Kate Upton. Kate Upton is the wife of Justin Verlander and a uh, very beautiful young lady, <laughs> uh, internet star, uh, Kate Upton. No, this is someone different. This is Caitlin Upton. Caitlin Upton, she was competed in a uh, teen pageant. Now, for those of you who may not know, and I'm, Ryan, I don't even know if you know this. I'm the official MC for the Miss Minnesota pageant. I don't know if you knew that or not. But uh, it's for the uh, Miss Minnesota pageant, the Miss America system. Well, Caitlin Upton was a contestant in the Miss Teen USA. Now, Miss USA is different from Miss America. So back in 2007, uh, Caitlin Upton represented the state of South Carolina in the Miss USA teen pageant. Um, or I, I guess, no, it was just the South Carolina state pageant. Okay, it wasn't the national one. It was the South Carolina teen USA pageant. So she was 17 and a half at the time. Young lady, probably wasn't well-versed in a lot of the news and what's going on, whatnot. So this may sound familiar to you uh, as you listen to it. This is uh, Caitlin Upton Miss South in the Miss South Carolina Teen USA pageant uh, being asked a question, uh, probably by a judge. Uh, Ryan, if you want to go ahead and play that, here we go. Recent polls have shown a fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a world map. Why do you think this is? I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps, and uh, I believe that our ed- education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere like such as, and I believe that they should, uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. or should help South Africa and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries so we will be able to build up our future for our children. Thank you very much. Okay. So obviously cringe-inducing. I, I, I'm not, I don't want to pile on Miss Upton. She was 17 and a half. She was literally still in high school. All right. I, I can tell you I would have, wouldn't have done any better probably when I was that age. I'm just being honest with you. So I'm not doing, not playing that to pile on, I'm not playing that to try to be degrading or insulting. Why am I playing that? Well, compare that to a clip from a young lady by the name of Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, a interview clip from this past week. But uh, I am, of course, the, the dynamic there in terms of geopolitics of and the course. war in the Middle East is very different than people expressing their Talking about Israel and Palestine well, here. Yes, but I also think that what people are starting to see, at least in, in the occupation uh, of, of Palestine, is um, just an, an increasing crisis of humanitarian condition. And that, to me, is just where I tend to mm-hmm. come from on this issue. You use the term the occupation of Palestine. Mm. What did oh. you mean by that? Oh, um, I think it, what I meant... Okay. Hang on, hang on one moment. It, it, I don't know why I paused. I can start it here in, in one second and get it right back. Okay. So, again, this is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez being asked about Israel and Palestine. Mm. What did oh. you mean by that? Oh, um, Hello? I think it, oh. what I meant is like the, the settlements that are increasing in, in some of these areas and, and places where um, or Palestinians are experiencing uh difficulty in access to uh, their housing and homes. Do you think you can expand on that? Yeah, I mean, I think I I'd think also just, I, I am not the expert on geopolitics on this issue. You know, but. Uh, okay, well, you get the gist of it. You get the gist of it. So who is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? Is she a, uh, was this a private interview given before a, a pageant? No, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is a Democrat who is running for Congress in the state of New York. Okay? Now, for those of you who follow politics, know that she's kind of the young, uh, kind of the, the young, hip darling of leftist politics because she defeated a longtime incumbent in New York's 14th congressional district. Yeah, it was a Democratic caucus chair, uh, Joe Crowley, who has been representing. New York's 14th Congressional District for, I don't know how long. I think it was maybe 10, 20 years. Don't know exactly how long. Anyways, he was a long-time incumbent. And here comes this 28-year-old young lady 
who defeated him, this incumbent, in the New York primary. And obviously, because it's New York's 14th congressional district, and it's a heavily Democrat district, she's going to be probably elected pretty handily in the general election. So she's going to be a member of Congress. And so when asked about Israeli-Palestinian relations, that was her answer. And I saw the video clip of this, and it's out there. It was on Margaret Hoover's show, uh, I believe it was called PBS Firing Line, hosted by Margaret Hoover, who I believe is like the great-granddaughter or great-great-granddaughter of President Hubert, Herbert Hoover, little-known little fact, or maybe it's a well-known fact. Who's to say? <clears throat> Digress. Anyhow, I saw the video of this. She, she couldn't even look at Margaret Hoover. When you, when you are given an answer and you're kind of looking off to the side and not talking to the person asking the question directly— that means you have no clue what you're talking about, and you're very insecure about your answer. And so, anybody who's been following this young lady, you know, she's and again, we're talking the kind of the one of the recurring themes of different segments of the show has been symbolism over substance. This is classic symbolism over substance. The Democrats see this. Well, she's a democratic socialist, uh, believes in you know, you know, it cut out in the motif of Bernie Sanders. Uh, millennials are becoming more. At least this is what some people are saying. Millennials are becoming more uh, aware of social justice and democratic socialist mindset. So this is the perfect poster child for, for, for the millennials. You know, the 28-year-old young lady who graduated from Boston University, a BA in economics, and then you actually listen to her convey her stance on the issues. Okay? Why was she so highly touted if she's this ignorant on a key issue? And some people might uh, dismiss that and say, well, you know, she's uh, her, her specialty is economics. She has plenty of time to learn about geopolitics. And one thing I'll concede is this is what uh, when Scott Adams, who was the creator of Dil- the Dilbert comic strip, the one thing he was saying during the campaign for president when people were saying the same thing about Donald Trump, well, he doesn't know anything. He doesn't convey any facts. Okay. He just he's not interested in facts, he's not interested in learning facts. He just, he's all about persuasion. Okay, so maybe that's 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 the case here. But the problem is when you tout your credentials as being something special, like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez did. Excuse me. Earlier this month on Twitter, she tweeted out, "How many other House Democrats have a degree in economics like I do?" Trying to find out who here who uh, trying to find out. Uh, let me let me read this again. How many other House Democrats have a degree in economics like I do? Trying to find who out here is going to be in the Gini coefficient appreciation squad. So she's basically touting her credentials as a as an economist, you know, as this brilliant economic mind. So some people say, well, geopolitics, she can learn that. But economics, that's where it's at. You know, we got she's going to go in there and fight to shore up the economic equalities that are taking place in this country, you know, kind of like some of the salient issues, like Bernie Sanders says, there are too many different brands of deodorant. We need to cut that down significantly or whatever it was. Well, Michelle Malkin wrote a great piece at uh, townhall.com addressing this very thing. Um, When the time came to put her Boston University economics education to work, Ocasio-Cortez flunked. On PBS last week, she asserted that unemployment is low because everyone has two jobs. What? Yeah, unemployment is low because everyone has two jobs. Moreover, the erudite BA holder in economics posited, unemployment is low because people are working 60, 70, 80 hours a week and can barely feed their kids. Well, that that's not has nothing to do with unemployment. That may mean wage. She's maybe arguing that wages aren't as high as they should be. But that doesn't mean unemployment. Are you talking... Is she maybe trying to refer to underemployment, where people are taking jobs in industries where they where they're overqualified? I, I don't know what she's trying to say here. Anyhow, I'll continue with Michelle Malkin. Egat, this nonsense needs more unpacking than a cross country Mayflower moving truck. The unemployment rate, which stands at a historically low four percent, is calculated by extrapolating and dividing the number of people out of work by the total number of ind- individuals. In the American workforce, if you have one job, two jobs, three jobs or more, you don't count as unemployed, whether you are working 40 hours or 80 hours or 120 hours a week. If you're working, that has no effect on the unemployment rate either. 
The number of workers moonlighting and the number of hours they moonlight have zero zip and nada effect on the unemployment rate. Ocasio-Cortez's claim that everyone has two jobs is more fakeonomics. The Bureau of Labor Statistics reports that the number of Americans holding down multiple jobs is less than 5% and has been declining for nearly 30 years. Pew Research adds that both in terms of raw numbers and as a share of all employed people, fewer Americans are working more than one job than in the mid-1990s. As for starving children, government statistics show that hunger has dropped to its lowest levels in a decade as unemployment and food inflation have declined. Federal food stamp usage has plunged to historic lows. Instead of hitting the books, Ocasio-Cortez appears to have spent most of her college days pounding the social justice pavement. The Boston Globe reports approvingly that she was active at BU in organizations that empower minorities, including a stint as president of Alianza Latina, BU's largest Latin American student organization, and as a student ambassador at the Howard Thurman Center for Common Ground, which aims to foster inclusiveness among students of all backgrounds. Miss Diversity Con Artista, I, I like that, may be able to blow hot air about genie coefficients while tweeting anti-capitalist platitudes, but the numbers don't lie. She's everything that's wrong with overpriced liberal ivory towers, racial identity politics, and left-wing media idologues pining for their next savior. Or as I kind of said much more briefly and less brilliantly than Michelle Malkin, symbolism over substance. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Nar- hashtag Narn Show if you want to weigh in via Twitter. We have one final short segment coming up on the broadcast. Go nowhere. All I wanted to know were you really there? AM 1280, The Patriot. Hey, welcome to our show. Hey, and we got some news. Premier Pool and Spa is having a truckload sale. Does that mean there's just one or two of them are on sale? Because that's all that fits in my truck, eh? Did uh, you just fall off a truck? Yeah, that's why I talk like this, eh? No, that means that all the hot tubs and swim spas in the inventory are all on sale, plus the next two truckloads, and they're all on sale. And if they don't have what you want, they can build exactly what you're looking for, and it'll be on sale too, eh? Well, shouldn't you wait for all the summer fair sales? Because everyone says that's the best time of year to buy, eh? Hey, remember the people have to pay to have a booth at the fair? And then when you look at the deals, it includes that cost in there, so it's not really a deal. So why wait till another time when the deals now are just as hot as the weather? Buy now and get what you want when you want it at this big truckload sale. Visit Premier Pool and Chan Essen today. PremierPools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously, eh? Take off. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts WOW11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's W-O-W-1-1 to 88988. Patriot listeners, save up to 25% on your business cleaning services. Are you thinking of changing your cleaning company? Are you looking for cleaner bathrooms, dust-free windowsills, and a higher level of quality control? Hi, I'm Jessica Carter, owner of CTC Professionals. We specialize in cleaning car dealerships and office buildings throughout the Twin Cities metro area. You'll get high-quality service when you choose us as your cleaning service provider. Call us at 651-404-0132 or visit our website at affordablebusinesscleaning.com. As a bonus to Patriot listeners, you'll get your first initial cleaning at no cost and up to 25% off your first full month of service. We will work hard to make your facility as clean as possible without breaking your budget. So call us today at 651-404-0132. That's 651-404-0132. Or visit our website at affordablebusinesscleaning.com.
Welcome back. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment on the broadcast. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Back next weekend with our regularly scheduled program. As Mitch Berg will be back here Saturday, 1 to 3 p.m., and I'll be back this time next week, Sunday, 1 to 3 p.m. Always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, This past week... Uh, former President Barack Obama uh, delivered a uh, speech at uh, in a cricket stadium in Johannesburg, South Africa, commemorating the 100th birthday of Nelson Mandela. And uh, there was a excerpt. There was a few excerpts, but I want to play one in particular from the speech that Obama gave. That um, sounded like things that I've never heard Barack Obama say before. Play that clip, Ryan. But democracy demands. That we're able also to get inside the reality of people who are different than us, so we can understand their point of view. Maybe we can change their minds, but maybe they'll change ours. And you can't do this if you just out of hand disregard what your opponents have to say from the start. And you can't do it if you insist that those who aren't like you, because they're white, or because they're male, that somehow there's no way they can understand what I'm feeling, that somehow they lack standing to speak on certain matters. Uh, Madiba, he lived this complexity. In prison, he studied Afrikaans so that he could better understand the people who were jailing him. And when he got out of prison, he extended a hand to those who had jailed him because he knew that they had to be a part of the democratic South Africa that he wanted to build. Okay. So, uh, interesting, uh, excerpt there that sounded downright, dare I say, conservative, libertarian, keeping an open mind to other points of view. I, you know what? Here's what would be interesting. If president Obama created like a fake Twitter account, not giving indication who he was, and went on this Twitter account and kind of conveyed these very thoughts, how the social justice mob who overwhelmingly supported President Obama, how they would react to what he had to say. And I guess the natural question I have, and probably a lot of people have that listen to that excerpt of the speech is, where was that when he was president? I mean, I'll give credit where credit is due. There were a few times where I heard President Obama kind of decry the safe space mantra. They didn't call it that. And it was a speech he probably gave, I think, sometime in his second term. Maybe it's the first term. doesn't really matter. The point is, he kind of said, look, in fact, I believe it was relatively recent. Maybe it was in the last year or two of his administration. I don't know. It doesn't matter. The point is, is, he said something along the lines of, Look, when you go to college, you shouldn't expect to have your viewpoints just rubber stamped. You need to go there and think critically and have your worldview challenged and cause you to think about why you believe what you believe. Similar to what he was saying right there. He says, you know what, we we, we should strive to maybe understand the other side and try to change their minds. But guess what? We may end up having our own minds changed. And Jim Garrity wrote, a piece at National Review reacting to the speech. And he basically talked about how in this speech, the president, uh, former President Obama, he was essentially decrying the political habits that drove his career. And I'll read a couple of excerpts of this, and this was in line with the audio clip you just heard. Uh, Discussing partisanship and division, Obama said, you know, maybe we could change their minds, but maybe they'll change ours. And you can't do this if you just out and out of hand disregard what your opponent's have to say from the start, you know, and to which Jim Garrity replies, you know, that's a great message, but this is a man who responded to GOP criticism of his stimulus package with, I won. Remember that incident? Oh, yeah. When he was uh, facing with the uh, Republicans in Congress, basically they were throwing out their own ideas saying, well, you know, uh, injecting this kind of stimulus money in the economy, that's too much. It's going to run higher deficits. It's not going to work. He basically point, pointed his finger at him and said, well, look, I won essentially saying you don't have word one to say about it. And he also took a shot at identity politics. You can't change minds if you insist 
that those who aren't like you because they're white or because they're male, that somehow there's no way you can understand what I'm feeling, that somehow they lack standing to speak on certain matters. To which Jim Garrity replies, of course, this is the president who made Al Sharpton his go-to man on race and who said Latinos needed to, quote, punish their, quote, enemies. It's great that Obama realizes that identity politics can be corrosive to civil society and that they can balkanize a once thriving, relatively harmonious society. It just would have been good to hear this wisdom from a president instead of an ex-president. And that's exactly right. I mean, think about the discussions for the Affordable Care Act. I mean, that was his signature policy achievement. And this was something that he was touting during the 2008 campaign. The millisecond he was inaugurated, they got to work on passing an overhaul of of the health insurance system. And that's how the Tea Party was formed. They saw this out-of-control government spending the... uh, multi-billion or close to a trillion dollars in stimulus and the uh, overhauling uh, health insurance. And that's, like I said, how the Tea Party was formed. And the Tea Party was chided as nothing but a bunch of racists that they didn't like anything a black president was going to propose and they wanted to keep people without health insurance and then ensure that people uh, die in the streets. And so, therefore, they were chided as racists. Well, if President Obama really believed the stuff that he was saying in this speech in Johannesburg last week, he would have come out and said, look, we're going to have policy disagreements. The Tea Party, they're free to say whatever they like. They're free to convey their policy differences however they like, but that doesn't necessarily make them racist. Unless maybe the president in his heart really felt that, but didn't say. So Jim Garrity makes an excellent point. This, Yeah, this would have been much nicer to hear from him more regularly while he was president of the United States, but I'll say this, better late than ever, because we are still very much at a political divide in this country, and guess what? It didn't just happen with Trump's election. I'll just leave it at that. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Folks, as always, I've had a blast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Be sure to catch you next weekend. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay. So you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss. You've seen ads from the national chains. You've researched the alternative products that cost a fortune, but there seem to be no guarantees. So here's good news for you. This is Dennis Prager. Go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what their hair transplant specialists are doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free. Their doctors have given patients in Hollywood and worldwide a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. You'll see a more confident reflection of yourself. In fact, they guarantee your results in writing, and their prices are some of the best in the business, as low as $3 per graft. So stop searching and go to INeedMoreHair.com. You have nothing to lose. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. I need morehair.com. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at I need morehair.com. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you. All you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. Hi, it's John Wichko, owner of Advantage Autoglass. Advantage is having a great year, and I'd like to thank everyone who's taken advantage of our service. And if you chose to wait for drier roads and warmer weather, they're here. Now is the time to get that cracked windshield taken care of. 
You've been staring at it day after day. Why wait any longer? Call Advantage Auto Glass today at 952-423-6396 and we'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives. Advantage will come to your home or work, anywhere in the metro. We're a local family-owned company and a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. That means you'll get personalized service and we do all the billing all backed by a lifetime warranty. All you do is call Advantage first and we'll take care of everything. So call us today at 952-423-6396 or visit us on the web at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by law. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.